Hello, and welcome to another patriotic episode of We Only Look Thin. I am 50% of We Only Look Thin. My name is Donald Weigel. And with me... (laughs) So patriotic. ...is the other 50%. I'm Catherine Weigel, and I am 50%, and I have lost 150 pounds the easy way. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. This. this is this is we only look thin and we're patriotic and we have lost weight and we only look thin, but we are thinking about food on Fourth of July. I lost a little over a hundred pounds, and uh, so one of the things you're not supposed to do in podcasts is date them, and because this is probably not going to be posted until August. But so you're 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 date shaming me. <laughs> I'm date shaming. No, I'm just saying, like, I think we're embracing this, like, you know, rules were meant to be broken, that kind of you thing. You literally said it was patriotic, and this what's is, more patriotic I know, than I'm, the 4th of July? I'm embracing the fact that, that it, we are recording this on the 4th of July, but it's probably going to be August by the time you hear this podcast. Um, so we're celebrating Orthodox 4th of July. Orthodox 4th <laughs> of July, exactly. Um, so, but the, the point is that on this 4th of July, we are going to tell you what's wrong with America. We are going to te- get ready. <laughs> Buckle up, people. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not what you think. No, it's not what you think. This is not uh, not at all about politics. So in any, I think, good uh, storyline, any movie that you see, uh, there has to be a hero, but there also has to be a what? Um, A protagonist oh that's also the hero oh an enemy what the heck we just talked about this we talked about there having to be an enemy sorry i slept through rehearsal holy moly everybody there has to be an enemy and that enemy has to have a name and we're gonna (laughs) we're we're gonna call that enemy roger roger because that's his name literally (laughs) we have an enemy people we finally have a focus a hate and something that drives us. We were looking for our why, and our why is Roger. We are introducing you to the hate method of weight loss. <laughs> we've, we've stayed married for 20 years out of spite, and uh, it's worked very well for it's us. It's worked very well. But now we have a common enemy, people. Uh, our fine listeners out there, his name is Roger, and we are not joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not joking. So, um, we just spoke... Uh, we had a rousingly successful um, appearance at the Idea uh, Health and Fitness and Changing Behavior Convention in San Diego. Um, I believe literally on uh, on Saturday we spoke, on Saturday we, we did. spoke at the Idea World Fitness Convention. It was critically acclaimed. I believe we got a standing ovation. I think we stood up at the end. Oh, so that was standing, a lot of people stood up and they ovated at the end, and they they left. Did someone ovate? <laughs> I don't know. We got an ovation. We got an ovation. Okay. <laughs> I, in my mind, they stood up and cheered and carried us off on their shoulders because it was so good. I am not a fan of being carried, but we did speak at the Nutrition and Behavior Summit at the Idea World Convention in San Diego, uh, which was super exciting. I was actually featured in the Idea uh, Magazine in July of 2017. Yeah, we're a pretty big deal in the fitness world, everybody. Super big deal, everyone. Um, But uh, but yeah, I was featured in the magazine, and uh, I spoke about... Uh, or I was interviewed about my experience with uh, 
personal trainers. And that was kind of the focus of our um, our talk. It was it was the two of us and a man named Lee Jordan, um, who he lost like two hundred pounds, two hundred and fifty right? pounds. pounds. Yeah, uh, his made, his story made made me feel like a baby weight loss. Uh, person yeah but uh he had an that amazing was very st- well said by me <laughs> he had an amazing story and maybe we will interview him at some point but he has uh turned his life around and is now uh, a weight loss coach for uh the morbidly obese uh you know people who are at least 100 pounds over 100 200 pounds and the the kind of plan that is required for someone who is morbidly obese like I was is very different than someone who maybe just has 10 or 15 pounds to lose or you know they finished college and then had a sedentary desk job and put on 15 pounds and the kind of intensity um or lack of intensity that comes from being, you know, 300 pounds and needing to lose weight and 15 pounds being overweight. Not that it isn't still a challenge, because I know I am still challenged. But um, but today we're going to talk about why Roger is what's wrong with America. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so one, of the, one of the messages that I think that I've tried to hammer home because it really resonated with me and really kick-started me, and it, it was it really one of the things that that allowed me to to lose the weight that I lost and allows me to keep losing is that that I was I was convinced that the only way I could effectively lose weight was to work out, you know, 2 hours a day, 6 days a week, instantly become a runner and a weightlifter and um to immediately cut back to 1000 calories a day and just go from zero to hardcore. And the message that that really got me going was that I didn't have to do all of that all at once. And I was able to, to you know, I started with one habit. I started adding more steps. And then I started counting calories and just figuring out where I was and gently reduced those calories and slowly increased my steps. And I hardly did any other exercise besides walking the whole time. It was. It took a while. I lost an average of a pound a week. Some weeks I lost nothing. Some weeks I lost two or three. Some weeks you gained. Some weeks I gained. And that put you in a great mood. It was fantastic. Did you give up? I did not give up. Because, fantastic. you know, the, the idea was that I knew I had to do this for the rest of my life. And there was no finish line. There is no finish line. I'm still not finished. There are four finish lines. And if you have listened to the show, you yeah, know what they are. You know that. We're not uh, going to talk about it right now. Finland no. fi- finished with two ends. I literally ends. just told them that we weren't going to talk you said about we it. Weren't gonna, but you brought it up. <laughs> um, so, and so a lot of people think that you have to become some sort of, you know, Jack LaLanne type pulling boats, boats with your teeth. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going with that. I teeth love it. Boat. Teeth Jump boat. Jump the teeth boat. Yeah. Jack LaLanne was a fitness expert who would like on his 70th birthday, I think, pulled a boat with his teeth or something. You know, as you do. Yeah. 
a practical I, uh, I way probably to go. should have re- gonna, researched that we're gonna talk about teeth boat when we talk about roger a little bit later in the episode we're gonna keep you it's like when you when when you have like a news podcast and you're or like a, or a news show and you're like is your toothbrush killing you find out at 11 <laughs> and then like they wait until the end of the broadcast to actually tell you why your toothbrush is killing you yeah like you've yeah. got to get through 29 minutes of no like, cute kitten so video. you can watch the commercials watch that. yeah exactly so um in the past, uh, which I have 40 plus years of the past as frame of reference, you know, uh, I was always, you know, Donald was a little bit more active than I was, but I was always picked last uh, in any sport. In in uh, middle school, I remember having to run, uh, you know, laps. And I had this idea that if I just ran really, really, really fast, like sprinted out of the gate, basically, um, that I would get ahead of everyone and I would I would be able to run the lap. And I would go like, okay, the the Mr. Larson, let's call him Mr. Larson, because literally that was his name. That was his name. He would say go, and then I would We're just really bolt. naming names We're just on this. naming names. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Larson was actually very nice. But I would bolt out of the, you know, the start line. I would run as fast as I could for about 30 seconds, get a terrible cramp in my side, almost fall over, gasping with breath, and then every single other person in gym class would jog slowly by me. This is this is important, people. And I, you know, and they would run the lap. I would come in last every single time. And Mr. Larson never pulled me aside and just said, like, if he had just once said, hey, go really slowly, stop sprinting out of the gate and just jog as slow as you can. Basically walk, but move your arms a little bit faster. And like, you won't lose your breath. You won't get a cramp in your side. And you just might be able to keep pace with other people. And you'll eventually get to the finish line. And you'll get to, which, which doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, and there was such a, sh- I had such a shame, like a personal shame from being last every single time coming across that line. And Mr. Larson made the people who finished last or not within the certain time frame run part of it over again. Uh, you know, so maybe Mr. Larson was kind of a jerk, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, oh, Mr. Larson. Oh, Mr. Larson. But that that set the tone for my entire uh, fitness journey throughout my life. I would, you know, um, try really, really hard at something. You know, I, I remember doing, like, Billy Blanks Tybo, literally with Mr. Billy Blanks, uh, with a bunch of friends, in this giant room with a ton of people, and as Billy Blanks would come around the room to see how hard we were boxing, I would nearly throw my... Sh- I almost threw my shoulder out. I was trying so hard to look I had the tiger. And for a week after that, I could barely move my arms, and... Then I stopped working out because, again, like Mr. Larson, I just went hardcore and hurt myself to look fit. And then I would stop working out and I never went back to Billy Blanks because I was in so much pain. And time and time again, I would go to the gym, I would take a class and I would go, you know, hardcore for an hour and then not be able to move for a week and then quit. And turns out the Mr. Larsons of the world don't tell you to pace yourself. Yeah. So we're telling you to pace yourself. We're telling you to pace yourself. And, um, you know, that's that to me really resonated and really um, got me to be able to uh, to do this. And 
the idea that walking was exercise and is exercise. And, you know, I get, I get what some consider to be a ridiculous number of steps now, but I, I started just by getting as many as I could. I went from getting, you know, two or 3,000 a day to trying to hit 5,000 and then seven and then 10. And, you know, it all adds up and it's, it's burning more calories than what I was getting before. So to cut to the chase a bit, um, Catherine uh, To the posted, slow chase, more of like yeah. the walking chase. Um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you read the post that you posted on the Idea Fitness? Uh, I will. So um, we actually did speak at uh, this fitness conference, and the Nutrition and Behavior Summit specifically was, you know, the... The, the fitness association is for personal trainers, um, and so they have a lot of, of health co- or uh, fitness coaching seminars going on, but then the nutrition and behavior s- seminar is obviously about nutrition and behavior. behavior. Pop up the volume. Um, <laughs> so I, I made a post, uh, you know, and those of you who have listened to our podcast know how inspiring Inspiring we are and so inspiring so and humble. Humble, yeah, humble. humble. Um, but, you know, I posted about, hey, you know, this is, uh, you know, come to our panel discussion. You know, Donald and I had, um, you know, 18 years of codependent, terrible behavior. And uh, please come and hear us speak. Um, so I wrote... Um, Come hear us speak. Um, our boring, no gym, no hit training, no cardio, no shakes, no macros, no starvation, no meal plan, no quitting, slow, sustainable story. Um, you know, come check us out. Um, you know, we were, uh, you know, couch potatoes and, you know, if we can do it, anyone can do it and come come hear our story. And and the, the main overriding, you know, arc of the message is we haven't done anything crazy or, uh, in t- you know, uh, quick, get thin quick. Yes, uh, we have avoided get thin quick schemes, right. as I like to call so, them. So here is where Roger the enemy comes in. <laughs> Um, you know, a few people, uh, a few good people, like Stacy says, my goodness, how this hits home, how I wish I was there. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. We wish you were there, too. Um, You're on team. We only look thin. Yeah. Uh, and then other people, wow, this sounds amazing. You're inspiring and humble, they say. Well, I added <laughs> that. But now... You, you made up that part. So now we're going to get to Roger. And Roger is what's wrong with America. This is what Roger... On this 4th of July, we're telling you what's wrong with America. Uh, So this is what Roger posted. Sure, you can lose weight with no exercise. But exercise isn't only for the mind. It's so your body can be useful to society. Society, society. Useful. If you need to save someone's life, someone stuck under a fridge, for example... Or you need to run a mile to get that person some kind of emergency medication. Also, it's about neuromoto, neuromotor programming, helping the heart and brain stay fresh and keeping the cells active. <laughs> you know. You know. When your friend is stuck under a refrigerator because they were trying to, like... Get yes. all of the food out of it to eat. Yes. You and know. All of the refrigerators that fall on all the people that you have to and lift off. And when you off. have to run to get medication to people. Um, 
So, Roger, let me address, which I did, actually. I, I, I replied to Roger, thanks a lot, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the sarcastic font. Um, I said, uh, I didn't say we didn't move at all. We just didn't do any of the things listed above. We went from walking 1,500 steps a day to averaging over 19,000 steps a day. Last year, we even did a day where we literally walked 40 miles in one day. And I said, Roger, join us at our session so we can hear more. You can hear more about how we make movement and eating well work for us. That was my way of saying, die, Roger, die. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something worse, but I decided against it. But but here, I believe that uh, Roger is a fitness professional. Uh, just by trolling him on Facebook a little bit, um, <laughs> he he may even be Facebook stalker. Facebook stalker. But here, this is what is wrong with uh, with the weight loss industry, and perhaps people who have never been morbidly obese or even obese. Um, Roger, you know, and and part part of what I had said about you know no gimmicks, no tricks, or whatever doesn't mean that we don't purposely move. And for anyone out there listening who is nervous about working out with a personal trainer or nervous about taking uh, a cardio class or, um, you know, a Zumba class or whatever, this is all about starting where you are. And Roger assumes <laughs> that, yes. that, you know, anyone out there just needs to start lifting refrigerators off of people. <laughs> like, he literally and- and running miles to pick up prescriptions? Prescription medicines for <laughs> or people. Or something. And, like, I feel like he is a doomsday fitness prepper. Like, mm. and maybe he is at the point, as an elite athlete, that that is his focus. But our people, my people, the me of 13 years old who was just trying to run a lap at, uh, at junior high, like, that is beyond my scope. And so, so we're going to talk a little bit more about being within your scope. And, and I'm just thrilled at this point that I can walk up a flight of stairs with a bag of groceries and not be winded. Like, that's where I, you so, know, I, I was at a point where I couldn't even do that, you know, two years ago. Well, and why don't you talk a little bit about, I know you were not picked last in sports in in elementary school and uh, and high school but no i was a fairly decent athlete despite being an overweight kid and teen um i was relatively good at baseball and such but tell me what you wanted me to talk about <laughs> what i want you to talk about is uh your unsustainable experience with your personal trainer yeah i um I, a few years ago, uh, about six years ago now, six, seven years ago, um, I was approached by a neighbor who was a personal trainer and, you know, offered to, you know, help me by taking me on as a client. And um, I had no interest really in doing it, but I decided to go ahead and, um, you know, I really, I did get some results. I got into better shape, but I was really fairly miserable the whole time. And I I feel like, you know, he would constantly have me do activities that I wasn't interested in doing, and I dreaded going back. Well, and, and you were working out six days a week yeah, for five, an hour? Yeah, five to six days a week for an hour, and it... 
I was fairly miserable and again getting results but it ended up not being sustainable because I just didn't like going and there was no way I was going to do it forever. And um, I should have known earlier that I was never going to do it forever. But, you know, I got sort of caught up in it. And, you know, I just, I hated, you know, he would say things like, you know, okay, just do, you know, do three more reps of this. And so I'd do three more and then he'd go, okay, just two more. And like that stuff drives me crazy. Well, and how, how did he... Uh, like approach you because I actually worked out with him for a while too like what was his sell to you do you remember I I remember what he told me well why don't you say what he told you well when you know Donald had started working out with him and then he um you know he approached me you know and 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 Donald was working out and I felt a little bit of of pressure and I needed to do something because I was probably about 230 pounds at the time and Let's call him Roger. His name is Roger. <laughs> but he was like, Catherine, you're beautiful. You could be a model. Like, your face is perfect. It's like an angel. And basically, and your body is a hot mess. And if we could just marry your, your body with your perfect face, you'd be the full package. And I was like, thanks a lot for that. Because You, you I, do have a perfect face, though. You know what? That, <laughs> that is not helpful. That's super great. I ten percent of my of my body is fantastic. The face is fantastic, <laughs> and the rest is a train wreck. Is basically what I've been told my entire life, which really is not a compliment. Like my family would tell me that, my trainer told me that. Like, oh, if you could just you know work on that hot garbage mess below your neck equator, that would be amazing. Um, so he said that on the first day. He also said, you know, when you finally lose all this weight, you're going to have a ton of loose skin. Are you okay with that? And that was on day one. Not yeah. like, not, hey, Catherine, how are you getting up the stairs? How's that going? Like, where are you today? What are your, you know, struggle points in your life? Well, you know what? Walking up the stairs at my office to get into the parking garage, I can't even breathe going up a flight of stairs. Like, he... he he did nothing, and and I'm saying this from hindsight, but nothing to say, like, what are your goals? Like, can you get up off the floor okay? Can you carry groceries up the stairs? Like, can you do a push-up? Like, w- w- what? Yeah, and nothing to address the mental side of things. Like, nothing to to get into why, you know, why were you eating as much as you were eating? Why were you not taking care of yourself? Why you know, why did you get into this position in the first place? And, I, you know, we've since found out that there are some personal trainers that do that, but, you know, more of them appear to be like the trainer we used and Roger, who, you know, feel like you should you should be an Olympic caliber athlete or you're not trying. Yeah, and I mean, and we did have people after our rousing and ovation elite ovation ovation <laughs> our filled sitting, our sitting ovation uh, filled uh, presentation who came up afterward and you know who were very fit who were like oh my gosh I'm so much about helping my clients with their emotional eating habits or you know so that was really important to hear because. Um, I felt like that was something that wasn't addressed. And, you know, our, I guess if you're looking to work out with someone and everyone is motivated in different ways, but finding a trainer or finding a class 
Um, and it doesn't have to fill every single need that you have. But if, if you're thinking about working out with a personal trainer, finding interviewing them to find out if they're the right fit for you, not necessarily are you the right fit for them. I felt a little bit bullied into doing it, frankly. And I was very self-conscious as a 230-pound woman working out with someone who was super fit, which isn't to say that you shouldn't push yourself. But, you know, he never said, you know, Catherine, how did you get to 230 pounds? Like, what is going on? Like, and I never even thought about the emotional side or the stress eating or the compulsive eating because I didn't have the vocabulary to go along with it. So if you've li listened to us thus far, you probably know that emotional and compulsive and codependent eating was a huge part of our problem. But finding someone who is going to meet you where you are and, you know, and again, which isn't to say you shouldn't push yourself, but... Uh, one of our co-speakers. Yeah, we, we spoke to Lee Jordan, um, who, like we said earlier in the show, lost uh, 250 pounds and now works with people who have at least 100 pounds to lose and asked him how he starts and how he approaches them. And, you know, he gave us kind of a, a small snapshot of it. And essentially, you know, the beginning with the exercise was if somebody really can't do anything, you know, at least they could, you know, walk across the room. And, you know, he tells them, get up, walk across the room and back. And, and, but to do it with the idea that it's exercise, you know, you can't just get up and walk across the room because you want to pick up a soda or whatever. It has to be with the idea of exercise. Get yourself into the mindset of, of, that being something and that being exercise. Well, and that it's purposeful movement and it's, you know, and we talk about it too, but I think the way that Lee presented it as now is now I'm putting my game face on and I am going to walk across the room or I am going to walk to the corner and back starting where you are. That is so like, you're not like on day one being like time to lift the refrigerator. We're going to start with one of those little six can refrigerators that you get <laughs> from the novelty shop on the sky mall catalog. And then we're going to move on to the mini fridge for the dorm. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not life. Life is, you know, hey, let's walk our think, daughter to let's, school. Let's not move so fast. Maybe we, like, start a whole refrigerator <laughs> lifting crate. We'll show, Roger. We should change. We only lift refrigerators. <laughs> I don't know. It will wordsmith it. We'll figure it out. But, like, it's that intentionality that, like, you know what? If, if you can't do a single push-up and you've never done a push-up and you can't even put pressure on your knees to do a knee push-up do a wall push-up, like literally just stand a foot and a half away from the wall and say, now I'm going to do my wall push-ups and then lean and press and do a wall push-up and say, that is my intentional movement for the day. You can play the Rocky theme music in the background. You can play Eye of the Tiger. Uh, you can play the Macarena. I don't even care. But that intentionality and focus and purpose and saying that you're an athlete or saying that you're, you know, pushing yourself, that is totally okay. And it's, and so I loved Lee's perspective of calling it exercise. And if it's two minutes, one minute, 30 minutes, start where you are and add from there. And find some sort of purposeful movement that you actually like doing. You know, for me, it ended up being walking. And, and you know, now I walk up and down stairs. I, I walk everywhere. I've, 
you, you, we've got an episode called the Step Episode in which uh, you can listen to some of our tips about getting more steps. But if walking's not your thing, find something that is. But it, it should be something. If it's something you enjoy, it could be, you know, heck, it could be ping pong. It could be, you know, it, maybe you like shooting, you know, shooting hoops. Maybe you like playing volleyball. Maybe you like playing hoops badminton. are what you do with basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's it, it could be anything, but just. Find something that is more movement that you're than you're doing right now. But but start where you are. Don't immediately expect that you've got to go straight to Olympic athlete style. Well, and two, you know, there are people who are motivated by doing something in a group. So, um, you know, if you want to take a Zumba class or a yoga class or a spinning class, that's okay. And don't be afraid to, one, show up early to the class to tell the instructor that it's your first time, you've never done it before. Don't be afraid to modify moves so that it suits your capabilities. When I took that Billy Blanks boxing thing, I almost threw my shoulder out. And I wanted to impress instead of work at my own pace. And I think that now that I am older, I realize that, you know, overexerting yourself and overdoing it will just lead to injury and soreness. So if you go to a Zumba class, um, you know, and this is something that I'm struggling with because I would actually like to try Zumba. The classes are an hour long. I'm self-conscious about going and not knowing the steps and being awkward. So I am going to, I think I'm actually going to take a Zumba class. I'm going to get there early. I'm going to tell the instructor that I've never done it before. And you know what? If I can only last 10 minutes in the class, I will walk out and leave and feel like I've gotten my money's worth because there is no reason to stay in a class where you're exhausted or or you're feeling embarrassed or you can't keep up with the moves. Start with 10 minutes. And then the next time, stay for 15 minutes and build up your endurance. It's okay to speak your own truth and to know your body's limits or in yoga to sit in child's pose and skip whole movements that make you feel like you're going to turn into a pretzel. Um, I was always afraid to do that. I was embarrassed. I felt like I needed to keep up with people. And the only person that you're competing against is yourself doing a little bit better than you did yesterday. Yeah, and and that's really the the bottom line here is um, know where you are, um, add purposeful movement to your life, but you you don't have to go straight to Olympic weightlifting and, or running medicine or like some running sort of cartel lifting, <laughs> lifting refrigerators. Well, and too, as you know, as we get older, you know, there are different issues that we might be embarrassed about, you know, to talk about with trainers and at my. Uh, at my heaviest or when I was working out with our trainer, my uh, my endowment in the chest area was Your very big. Ch- chestular, chestular region. <laughs> region. Oh my God, we are children. I, my cup size, I didn't even know that there were cups that large to, uh, to accommodate. And doing jumping jacks, not my friend. And I was embarrassed to tell my trainer, like, hey, guess what? Like, this is, uh, gravity is not on my side right now, and I'm not going to do jumping jacks. It's okay to tell people what you need or what you can't do, or if you have, uh, for those in the know, pelvic floor issues, uh, bladder control issues, doing jumping jacks and stuff, like, it's not going to happen. And it is okay to just nope, just say nope, (laughs) and not do it. 
And I know, I mean, I took a, a high intensity interval cardio class a couple of years ago and I had some pelvic floor issues and I was embarrassed to, uh, to talk about it or to just skip that part of the workout. So knowing what you're capable of, pushing yourself, but saying, you know what? I have bladder control issues. I am not going to do 50 jumping jacks. I can't believe this has become the bladder control issue podcast. But it is true. And it is something that I think that embarrassment and that shame keeps people from doing certain activities. And if now at my current state, I am okay with being like, you know what? This cup size is not doing, uh, you know, Johnny jump ups or, or burpees <laughs> or whatever. It's not going to happen. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of other things. Yeah. So if you, if you don't like Johnny jump, jump ups and you don't like, or Roger jump and you ups. don't like burpees, which I hate burpees and I'm not doing them, uh, don't do them, but do something, do something that you can do, but add the movement into your life. And speaking of adding things into your life, thank you very much for adding We Only Look Thin into your life. And uh, we are doing this for free, everyone. We are. It is free. It is free to us. It is free to you. And we have one request. Please go to iTunes and rate and review us. If it could be a five-star rating... That would be fantastic. That would be radical, as but, they say. But uh, please do that as your payment to us. Yes. For giving you free information on this podcast. Valuable information. Valuable information. We've told you today about moderation. We've told you today about Roger. We have told you today... About what's wrong and what's right with America. What's wrong and right with America. And start where you are. Get in movement. Don't be embarrassed if all you can do is walk to the mailbox and back start where you are it's awesome and it it is meaningful and it will matter and uh you are worth it we are worth it Mm, yes and on this fourth of july just remember that donald and i are an inspiration asian 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 The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.